Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective, here with a I'll just I'll just get into it. I have a I have a butt question. Yeah, sure. Well, Jordan, uh, if yeah. you're if you, this is your first time listening to Jordan Jesse Go, it is. I've heard great things. Uh, been meaning to get to it, but uh, yeah, I just <laughs> Wait, thought I'd thought I'd dive in. Jordan, it's your first time listening to Jordan Jesse. I was addressing the audience. Oh yeah, I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually in just kind of yeah, I'm usually just kind of spaced out saying stuff. It's amazing <laughs> it makes sense at all right. ever. It's like- it's like when someone's experiencing night terrors, and they right. say, it's, don't worry, they won't remember it in the morning. That's me. That's me with podcasting. But okay. today I decided to, um, I don't know, just see what all the fuss is about. See what everybody's talking about around the water cooler. About butts? Because obviously no one is talking about this show around the water cooler. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm hanging out at some pretty cool water coolers where... <laughs> I think if there's one distinguishing quality of this show... Is that n- it is that no one recommends it to anyone else. <laughs> yeah, not, a, not big amongst water drinkers either. We've got our fans are Powerade people. God, love a, love a Powerade vending machine. Just pump it in there. I say, give me anything blue. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan, you mentioned you had a butt question. It's I good do. because I'm a butt spurt. Oh, well, that, this, is, this is perfect then. I would love your butt spurt opinion. So you've seen the, the popular slogan... Um, you know, you'll see this like the mainly bumper sticker, but like maybe it's sometimes like t-shirt or sweatshirt, uh, Wrangler butts drive me nuts. Yeah, sure. So Wrangler jeans are like a cowboy jean mm-hmm. and inside them are butts. Right. And, uh, there are certain people who those butts drive nuts and they right. want to let you know via bumper sticker or t-shirt or whatever. And it's tough because America is in a mental health crisis. <laughs> Right. I mean, it is hard to get care. It's mm-hmm. hard to get your insurance to cover it. If you've been driven nuts by Wrangler butts. Yeah, because you, you, when you call that nurse helpline, all, you, all you're going to hear on the other end is the sound of them rolling their goddamn eyes. Yeah. You know why? These people mm-hmm. love Lee jeans. <laughs> yeah, they're real guess heads over there on the, uh, <laughs> on the helpline. God, nurses um, love gerbos. So... I'm, you know, and, and I like get this. I know, you know, the tight jeans, hug the buns, you right. know, boot scoot boogie, all that. I yeah. get it. Yeah. These people have the scoots. This, yeah. They, yeah. They get the scoots. They go nuts. Mm-hmm. It's all part have of the, piece. part yeah. of the crazy, this crazy little ride. Cowboy call up, life. et cetera. Yeah. Cowboy up. Today I saw a bumper sticker uh, that flipped that popular slogan, put a new spin on it. Really? One that I baffled me. Wizard butts drive me nuts. Yeah, wizard butts. W- wizard butts drive me nuts. Now, well, can I say one thing? Hmm. I understand that you're saying this doesn't make sense to you. It makes immediate sense to me because wizards are famous for wearing tight pants. No, the flowy robes, flowy robes with moons and stars, Jesse. Wizards love tight, but they love to, you know what wizards love to do? 
They buy them raw and they soak them on their legs. I don't think you're, I think you're thinking of somebody else because this is, I mean, tight jeans. I mean, they look great, but they're no, I mean, they won't act as a magical catalyst. And I think that's what wizards are looking for when they're looking for clothing choices. What will best conduct, uh, you know, spells, Jordan, you said, miracles. you said greasers, right? No, I said wizards. Wizards. Uh, you that's were the problem. Greasers. You said wizards. I thought you said greasers. Right. They love tight jeans. Well, I mean, famous greaser, um, Brian Setzler's. Setzer. Sets. Brian Setzer sure looks Brian good in Seltzer. a good pair. Brian Seltzer sure looks good in a good pair of jeans. I don't know. Yeah. You know what's going on that. Um. Is it possible? Yes. Now, first of all, in my own life, I have canceled Mr. Harold Potter. That guy right. is out on his ass, as far as I'm concerned, and that nasty person that created him. See you later. Later for you. Uh, however, how do you, you feel about Hagrid at this moment in time? <laughs> yeah, don't know what that is. Okay. And you know what? Keep it that way. <laughs> do you want to talk about Hagar? Because I got some feelings about Hagar. Hagar the, he's yeah, horrible. Pretty horrible. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, so I'm wondering, is it possible that the kind of wizard we're talking about here are the hip adolescent wizards of the Harold Potter universe? Oh, I mean, I think that their outfits are long and flowy as well. I don't know that it complements the buttocks, and also the characters are, you know, underage, so probably, you know. Even when they're fighting werewolves? Are they underage when they're fighting werewolves? No, or they, do they wear loose clothes when they're fighting werewolves? I mean, I think so. I mean, I'm going to keep going back to the fact that, you know, when you're a wizard, you're picking clothes because of its magical conductivity, not, right. not necessarily the style. Do you think you need to be touching the clothes for the conductivity to work? So thus you would want to uh, buy raws, slip mm-hmm. them on, get in a hot bathtub, and then let them dry on you. I mean, if the, if... If it would help me defeat the werewolf faster, I would do it. It sounds a little inconvenient, honestly, but but I would do it to defeat my mortal enemy, the werewolf. Do you think wizards are really all that interested in... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> well, let me introduce our guest... You know her from Whose Line Is It Anyway? You know her from How Did This Get Played? Uh, You know her from uh, uh, comedy, uh, improv comedy in the Netherlands, Heather Ann Campbell. (laughs) Hi, Heather. How are you? (laughs) Oh, man. I'm okay. How are you? Oh, my buddy just died. (laughs) 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 R.I.P. My friend of 20 years, Jordan Morris, who died in a horrific computer accident. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Jordan Morris had what appeared to be a life threatening injury, what appeared to be the laptop computer equivalent of the time that Fraser fell off that stage. Returned to us as gracious as ever. Uh, Jordan, just so you know, Heather and I had a nice chat. We talked about Gundams. Oh, that's well, that's I'm sorry I missed the Gundam chat. I don't know that I would have a lot to contribute, but I would have been interested to hear. It's a type of flying robot that a, a person can sit inside of. Is that correct, Heather Ann Campbell? Uh, yes. 
Uh, peek behind the curtain. So it, we do. We we're, we're we're live streaming some of the episodes, um, and because of that, I have a ring light set up so that I uh, I don't look like I'm a shot from a Conjuring movie, um, which is the natural lighting scheme of my apartment is Conjuring movie. Anyways, I've got this uh, ring light up that's kind of been flickering. I was adjusting it while we were recording. It tipped over. It like closed my laptop. And uh, and here we are. Uh, talking Gundams. Yeah. Heather, what are the defining characteristics of a Gundam uh, relative to other flying robots? Well, I'm glad you asked because that's an excellent question. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that uh, the primary defining features of Gundam is that in the history of Japanese animation, there were um, super robot shows, which were about giant powerful robots there was stuff like power rangers with the robots combined out of animals or whatever but gundam was the first show to treat these giant robots as legitimate military technology so the story and the uh and the gravity not gravity is in like space but like gravity of like hey, we need to allocate enough funds in order to make more of these robots so that we can fight this faction, which is a terrorist subcell of a planet that we destroyed earlier. Like, it's it's really... That's what, make, that's what makes the show and the history and the legacy of the show so addictive. Um, I am currently watching all of what is known as the universal century timeline because there is a central timeline and then there are like alternate versions of the sort of like star Wars versus star Wars legends where it's like those books are like not canonical anymore. Right. Yeah. How does general Thrawn, uh, (laughs) enter into all of this? Very good. Admiral Thrawn, Admiral Thrawn, excuse me. General Thrawn. You got it. (laughs) Well, he was, non-canonical and then he came back i know and now Thrawn. he's canonical again it's so hard to pin down thrawn and that's i think what people like about him he zigs he zags and you, you don't know where this guy's coming from for those of you who don't know who thrawn is i also don't really know who thrawn is <laughs> oh thank he's, god yeah. he's blue yeah and he's a bad guy <laughs> And I started reading Thrawn comics so that I could get caught up on the Thrawn because people love Thrawn. Right, get get caught up in the Thrawn verse. Yeah, he's well, there's a there's lo- a there's a Thrawnissance going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> is wait, can I ask a question? Is Thrawn a Star Wars or a Gundam? Yeah, he's he's Star Wars. Okay, Thrawn is Star Wars. But Gundams not Star Wars. Gundams are sort of like. Um, Gundams, as I understand it, it's the classic Japanese mm-hmm. super robot genre. Yes. With a little bit of Robert Caro's Lyndon Johnson Master of the Senate. Is that correct? Yeah. I'll- or would you say it has a little more a little more Hunt for Red October by Tom Clancy? I would say I would say that if you took the uh military industrial complex speech by Eisenhower and you crossed it with anime, mm-hmm. that's what Gundam is. It's like Great. All of the episodes end with somebody going, my God, what have we done? And that's like, (laughs) and it's been going since like 1978, I think. So it's 40 some odd years of military history and each series builds on the last. So 
you can't just jump in. I mean, I guess you could jump in today, but you'd be like, who the fuck are these people and why yeah. are they all fighting? It, so, I try I yeah. I gave it I gave the old college try to Attack on Titan not too long ago. Uh-huh. Um, which is an anime that people love. And I there's a lot of things I loved about it. Um but basically, kind of like you were saying, at the end, you know, there's a central theme that they like to drive home. And in this particular anime, it felt like at the end of every episode, people would just look into the camera and say, to exist is to suffer. And <laughs> that's what, to exist, that is, existence I is mean, suffering. It's good that for the English version, they spent the money and got Werner Herzog to say it. <laughs> yeah, it really, yes. He's, he's great as the teenage protagonist. Now, is Attack on Titan, Jordan, Yes. Uh, is this a uh, Star Wars or a Gundam? Boy, I mean, uh, it's, a nu- it's a nude giant. <laughs> okay, thank you. Heather, if you could pick one Gundam. From the history of Gundams. Okay. Your number one creature power suit. Okay. What one would you choose? The very first one. The, cl- the original, the, the original OG. Classic original Gundam. 78-2. It's a gorgeous... It, I mean, like, you look at it, and it kind of makes you feel good. It, it feel, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like, have we ever improved... To go Star Wars again, have we ever improved on the Darth Vader design? No. Or the original Stormtrooper? No. no. In the same way. As good as it gets. Like, it's as good. I, I mean, I love building Gundam model kits and was building these kits prior to watching the show just because I enjoyed the, the, the modeling so much. But, like, none of those robots stand up to the original one. He's like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, he takes you fishing. Yeah, I'd like uh, to. I mean, I want to back up to what you said. I mean, I tether. I take your point about you know the fact that we have Gundam being a on. thick daddy. D- yes, Gundams are thick. We all know that. And we, and I, I know what you mean about you know have we improved on the Darth Vader design? And I get that, but like, have you seen Thrawn? Have you seen <laughs> this blue? Have you seen this guy? It's, it's, oh. it's like you took so part of Thrawn's de- design that upsets me. <laughs> and the reason I couldn't really enjoy reading the comic is it's like you took in Super Mario 64. You know how it starts with Mario's face on screen and he's like, oh, yahoo, let's go. And you can kind of pull on him and like his face warps a little bit. Thrawn looks like he just got pulled and he's longer than he should be. How come I'm not seeing any Thrawns? How are you I spelling it? for Thrawn. <laughs> How is Thrawn spelled? <laughs> There's a W in Thrawn? Yeah. yeah. Thrawn. W-W-T-W-A-U-R-W-N. All I see is a metal band named Thrawn. You're looking at the wrong Thrawn. At metaltemple.com. Thrawn reveal new album art. Ooh, this is very dark album <laughs> art. The album art. So Thrawn is a character from the novels, the Timothy Zahn novels. Jesse, you, I bet you, you read a Timothy. I have Zahn. read some Timothy Zahn Star Wars novels. One hundred percent, I've read some in eighth grade, baby. Yeah, the the ultimate grade to read Timothy Zahn Star Wars novels. Uh, so Thrawn that was is- after I finished reading Dragonlance novels. <gasps> there you go. Yeah! 
<laughs> that was the cheer of one person. Yeah. <laughs> one, Heather, one, we have reached one. we have reached the bottom of my memories of what Dragonlance novels were, but I read a number of them, at least five. Tannis the half elf, uh sure. Raceland the wizard. Um uh-huh. there was a a Kender who was like a little little thief. Do you remember him? Any of this? I remember Raceland's uh tight pants. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I heard the, the intro, the so tight, I know. You and the tight pants on the fantasy characters. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Uh. Okay, Jordan, so Thrawn. So Thrawn is a character from those who who was erased from continuity when the uh, evil Disney overlords d- d- strangled Star Wars with their money fingers. They had to uh, get rid of some characters to make room for Donald Duck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And so people were mad that there was now no Thrawn, that Thrawn's existence was wiped out. But now they're reintegrating Thrawn to to appease Star Wars babies. Oh, are they making him fight Baby Yoda? Yeah, oh yeah. He, he drop, drop kicked him like a football. Holy shit. Have you yeah. ever wanted to... I'm glad you brought that up, Jordan. Heather, have you ever had a, a, a dog or cat in your life? What the fuck? That's your... That's the ask after... Yeah. After yeah. dropkick Baby Yoda, your brain goes immediately, do you have a pet? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. How far can you kick the pet? <laughs> I, uh, I, yes, I've had, I've had, uh, in, well, I just had a, uh, my girlfriend's dog just passed away uh, recently, and it was uh, heartbreaking and, and awful, awful, awful. Nothing compares to the death of a dog. And if you haven't had a dog that has passed, you don't have any frame of reference for that. It is the... Vietnam of grief like you I don't know what it's like to be in Vietnam but the people all seem to have a shared experience of it same with a dog passing away in your in your arms um but we got a new dog a few months later and it is as far as I can tell a perfect dog uh (laughs) its name its foster name was Susie but we rescued it and and they said well name it something like its foster name something sounds like it so they suggested sushi, and we were like, that's a fucking great name for a dog, so our dog's name is Sushi. Did you consider Jacuzzi? Yeah, I think Jordan just... <laughs> I don't, I'm Boy. not saying it's better than Sushi, but I'm saying it was probably worth considering, at least. It is better. Does the word Jacuzzi sound like Susie to you? Like if you were Susie an jacuzzi, animal Susie jacu- uh, who didn't Susie jacuzzi. understand, what- I had a friend in college named Susie Jacuzzi. She was always down to party. What? Sounds like a character from what are those? What are those like lascivious games? Leisure suit Larry. Leisure suit Larry. Yes, <laughs> yeah. see, this seems like a leisure suit Larry. Another thing that I don't remember NPC. much from. NPC <laughs> Susie uh, Jacuzzi. I just wanted to look. I have two dogs. I love them to the end of the world and back. Yes. Uh, one of them I was up all night taking care of last night. She was a little. She was a little ill. Oh. Took her to the overnight veterinarian. She's doing fine now. Good. Good. Um. But I will say that every time I walk them, I do imagine drop kicking them like a punter Mm -hmm. and not out of malice. I want to be clear. It's not that I want to hurt them. In this scheme, they love to fly. And it's fun for them. It's so fun for them. Like their ears are pinned back and their little, all four of their legs are back. You know what I mean? Like whoosh. Kind of aviator goggles and a scarf. No, you're thinking of Sky from Paw Patrol. I am thinking of Sky. 
Heather, uh, describe sushi to us. Describe the little face. How are the paws? What about the tail? <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, lap-sized dog. Not toy-sized, mm-hmm. but lap-sized. 15 pounds. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's the right poundage. That's, that's some good LBs on that dog. <laughs> 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 you called the rescue you're like all right i like this one but how's the lbs on that <laughs> how are the lbs on that woofer <laughs> that's right i'm a crazy I've guy s- i've seen <laughs> i've seen the pic you i've seen the pic you posted and sure wrangler butts drive me nuts but how's the lbs on that woofer right I mean, I think we've covered it. I don't know that we have. <laughs> <I am. laughs> we all kind of know what the dog looks like now. <laughs> you got a pretty oh, solid yeah. idea. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, completely hairless, very low to the ground, long forked tongue. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Oh, no, scaly? Yeah, scaly. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of... You put the collar on, and the collar can go anywhere on the body. Really, like you can put, right. oh. you can put the collar after it's on. You can go all the way to the the end of the dog, or all you can keep it at the beginning. Um, yeah. Bitey swallows mice whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sushi the dog. You know, it's weird because that I know every dog is different, but it's real hard finding a harness that sushi can wear and. When she gets agitated, she's so fast, like right into the grass, can't find her for like a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll find her like up in a tree yeah. and the Down birds have all, are all dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great dog. Real great dog. Um, having difficulty learning her name, but we're we're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever, but do you ever think about uh, it wouldn't have to be like a like a NFL punter. I mean, it could be like an Aussie rules football player. I have never thought about kicking an animal, if that's what you're... But it doesn't hurt ever. the animal. No. That's so important to emphasize here, Heather. The animal loves it. It doesn't even hurt their tushy. It's like a launch. It's like it, a launcher. It's, it's like, what if you... Broke a ba- you took a baby's legs and you broke it like a wishbone, but it liked it. Like, I've never had that thought. <laughs> well, now it gets to be two babies. <laughs> Maybe, ba- babies have a, a starfish-like regeneration. <laughs> it can finally marry itself. The dream of all babies. Heather, I feel like the last time we Zoomed for a podcast was for your great podcast, How Did This Get Played? Thank you. A wonderful show. You were kind of just starting your, like, now we all work from home, home office. Okay. And now I'm getting to see the kind of completed home office. Okay. Um, I just want to know a little bit more about what went into it. Um, I would like to hear about some of your treasures. I know you're someone who collects a retro video game, which I appreciate. Yes. Yes. So do you want to know, what are you asking me here? Are you asking me for like a catalog? What's just some of your favorite details of your home office and maybe some advice for someone like me who also wants to set up their own home office? I have a follow-up question to Jordan. Just. Yes. Do you got any Gundams in there? Yes, I do have. I have two assembled Gundams in my office, which I could go get and 
Hold to camera no, if you want. Our audience can't see the Gundams. Okay, great. One is from my head to my waist, large. Holy mackerel. Uh, and and gold and uh, lights up with um, internal uh, LED lights. It was uh, really a terrific build, but it took me from February to August, uh, eking cow. out my little free time here and there. Are you doing like little dots of airplane glue? Is it that kind of situation? Are you filing off little little tabs? Yes, you of, do. From a pl- sheets of plastic yeah. pieces. You do. You do the filing. You do clipping and filing and 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 snapping and sanding and and then with the LED kit, you are also like using tweezers to fish little wires inside of a skeleton so that the joints light up. I'm very proud of my most recent robot build um and also at the beginning of if you if you saw me jordan right at the beginning of pandemic uh i was somebody who was uncomfortable with how much of a fucking nerd i was like i I was really it was (laughs) it, it was creating friction for me where i was trying to keep one foot in each world of uh being socially acceptable or liking the things that I love with the intensity and ferocity that I want to love them. Uh, and as this has gone on, I'm like, what am I fucking doing? I don't care about people. I just sure. want to like the stuff. So I'm, I'm throat deep in everything that I love. Like I've gone such, I have an, Apple II monitor on my desk that I have wired into my regular Mac computer so that I can use it as a second screen uh, on for Zoom. Like I can take my Zoom and put it on a 1982 monitor. Wow. And you know what, Heather? I think that's fucking pathetic. Thank you. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Why is that? It's because when I was a kid, I had an Apple II Plus, which is better. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you should think about upgrading or you're going to be pretty bummed when you try and play Eureka's Castle and it's too slow. It's just the monitor. In fact, I can play I could play Assassin's Creed on an Apple II monitor. It looks like shit, but it's really fun. (laughs) When I was a kid, I I could always lord it over all of my friends who only had print shop because we had print shop deluxe. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> That's eight typefaces instead of four. Ooh, the, ooh, the <laughs> templates on this. You should have seen the templates. Oh, ooh. you can make banners. I can make fucking greeting cards. Yeah, you have to fold it yourself, but it's still pretty rewarding. I, I made all of this year's Christmas cards on my Mac Classic 2 and printed them on the original printer, folded them four ways and sent them out. I was like, these are Christmas cards from 1992 when life was better for, well, I mean, I couldn't have been married, but otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) It was a mixed bag. 1992, a mixed bag. I think we could all agree a mixed bag. Yeah. Heather, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. That thing about, you know. Being careful about how much nerd shit you fill your house with. Because I am also very self-conscious about this. Like, I definitely, you know, I think when you see me, you probably think, like, this guy probably has a bunch of Spider-Man shit in his house. And I, you know, I, I, and I kind of, 
I'm trying to like usurp people's expectations a little bit. I'm like, oh, when they come over, they're not going to see a bunch of Spider-Man shit. But the truth is, I just want to get the Spider-Man shit. So <laughs> yeah, I I did I did do I did lean in a little bit more to that when you know like I was more trapped in my house. Like I'm like I'm just gonna get the Simpsons vans. I'm just gonna like frame this old now we're you're playing with power poster that i found at uh, the goodwill yeah. uh and um others be damned yeah. guys i would uh i would make fun of you were i not sitting in front of my framed sheet of japanese baseball cards <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's really nice there you go it's really yeah. nice you know we're all just out here doing our thing you know what i mean we're sure we're, i i think i think i said this before we started recording it's like being on an island or like being in Australia where I feel like we're all evolving along our own paths at an accelerated <laughs> rate since we can't or, interact with other people. So like right. whatever it is that we are, we're getting to be much more of that thing as time goes on. We're all developing uh, finch beaks so we, so we can eat nuts or whatever. Yeah, sure. Right. God, I love it. <laughs> Heather, is part of this because... I don't know how long your relationship is uh, with your partner, mm. but is part of it because your relationship with your partner grew more secure and you it, it sort of was the, the potting soil in which you could flower? Uh, or is, was your partner always on board for this and, and that's how the two of you connected? So my partner is not a nerd. Her name is, uh, her name's Mary Laws. She is, uh, uh, I mean, she's a successful Hollywood writer. <laughs> she wrote, yeah, search her on deadline. Yeah. You'll, you're going to fi- you're going to get some, honestly, hits. You're gonna honestly, get some hits. she, she yeah. wrote the neon demon, uh, which is, um, uh, a that Nick rules. Ruffin movie. Uh, she had her own show on Hulu. She's, I mean, and, and it's also, you know, like a, a lot of us have been here for a long time. And Mary, Mary got here like five years ago and she's fucking like every day. It's like, oh, I'm hitting another thousand home runs. It's really impressive and amazing. She's so talented and I love her. But she's not a nerd at all. At all, at all. Um, and she has no judgment for it either. So she's so not a nerd that the stuff is just interesting to her. Does that make sense? Like wow. I, I feel like I yeah. feel like if you're, if you are, if you if you're a popular type girl, right, and you hear about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, you you already kind of know what it is because you've already been exposed to it. So you have like your you have your your insults queued up. You're like, oh, really? You're playing Dungeons and Dragons, like, or you know. Sure, yeah. Uh, Mom's yeah, basement, what is that? A bunch uh, of uh, dwarves masturbating to an elf. Tight yeah. pants wizards. But I and uh, but I say <laughs> I say that to Mary. I'm like, yeah, I was thinking about playing Dungeons and Dragons and she's like, What's a dragon? Like it's the I mean it's like <laughs> so wow. She's missing a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> what's and <laughs> oh boy wow you need to okay we need to cover a lot she's but she's what like I, I showed her all of neon genesis evangelion my favorite anime of all time uh including the most recent film which we watched the night it came out on amazon prime and we sat we sat down and watched she knew how important it was to me and she's not against any of it she's not out getting 
She does wear my Kylo Ren t-shirt all the time, but <laughs> otherwise, she, like, she's not out, like, buying arcade systems or anything, but she also has no, she doesn't, she's really sweet, so none of it matters. Yeah, that's, that's about where my wife, Teresa, is at. Um, like, you know, there are some sort of traditional nerd things about which I am not a nerd, you know, like, so just as Jordan can't fix your computer, um, I have never really seen any non-Totoro animes, Mm -hmm. Totoro and Totoro related animes. Yes. Um, but especially after I watched that one, uh, Grave of the Fireflies and it was so fucking sad. I was like, (laughs) later everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to exist is to suffer, Jesse. <laughs> to exist is to suffer. So anyway, um, uh, there are, you know. Like, like the idea that you saw two anime and it was Totoro and Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> I, like, I love that whimsical Totoro. I love that whimsical Totoro where the <laughs> conflict is mom has a cold and then she gets better. Yeah, I wasn't nuts. I watched Ponyo. I wasn't nuts about that one. I love Totoro, but I didn't love Ponyo as much. God damn, anyway. that's really funny. I've seen two movies. I've seen Star Wars and Schindler's <laughs> List. I don't understand yeah, what right. movies are supposed to have in common. But I know they have <laughs> to do with USC film school in the early 70s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> don't care for these movies. I watched Audition and A Talking Cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> hey, audience, send us your funny two movie combinations. <laughs> my, uh, my beautiful wife, Teresa, what is most interesting to me about her is this. Like, certainly, I'm a medium Star Wars guy, as anyone who listens to George Jesse Go knows. I didn't know about Thrawn. I'm glad to learn about him, but I definitely read some Star Wars novels in middle school, mm-hmm. and I've watched the various Star Wars films. Yes. Um, and I enjoyed them, uh, except for the bad ones. Uh, but, like, I had, like, I'm certainly, I'm as nerdy as it gets about baseball. Um, and do, there are other things about which I, I am that nerdy. Mm-hmm. My wife is not a nerd of, every, of anything mm. except for possibly loving our children. <laughs> uh, Wait, what a Poindexter. I know. <laughs> Like my wife is perfectly glad. Like it's a little com- a little more complicated now that we we have kids to to do this as an activity. But she'd be glad to go to the ball game with me. She's glad to hear about different little things. You know, once in a while, I'll I'll text her a, a thing that a guy on the Giants did, and I'll I'll tell her why it's cool, and she'll be like, "Oh, that's cool," and she'll mean it. You know, she's not just humoring me. She thinks it's neat. Uh, but there's no equivalent of that for her like she likes hiking but she's not like a a, one of those hiking people you know what i mean yeah and that is like the extent to which i do not understand that way of being in the world and i want to be clear i admire it but i am like so she is just she just likes nice and good things but doesn't obsess over whether there's one that's similar but very slightly different (laughs) (laughs) mary does have an i have i'm I'm realizing as you describe what being a nerd is she does 
She's a nerd for classic movie musicals and choreographers. Oh, wow. Okay, that's, you know, that's a category. So we've watched Infinity YouTube videos, of, and she'll be like, so this guy choreographed this with this person, and then that person became this person. And I'm like, wow. Or like, yeah. we we saw John Williams at the bowl, and the, during the, the intro, the conductor was like uh, talking about this Gershwin piece and was just naming this chain of names that I'd never heard. And each time a, a, a name was announced, Mary went, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like, like, like finding Not out. Thrawn. That... <laughs> <laughs> so. It's, uh, yeah. Guest conductor Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Heather, you want to hear a Thrawn joke I wrote? Yeah. Uh, Thrawn walks into a bar. Bartender says, hey, Thrawn, why the long face? Excellent. There you Great go. work. Thanks. Great work. Great Thanks. work. Long face on there. I don't I know a lot a about face. Thrawn, but yeah. And here he's got a... Thrawn, Thrawn is my one... It's like, like my major Star Wars blind spot is Thrawn. Like I... Again, I've read all the Marvel comics, the old Republic stuff, like all, all of it. Love it. The Jar Jar novels. I mean... If there... You've done the Dexter Jetster VR experience, <laughs> <laughs> which is canon, which is canon. That all happened to Dexter Jetster. Uh, Heather, I have a question. Yeah. So you mentioned Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes. That's something that you forced your, your partner into. Yes. It Are wasn't... there other things that you have? Are there things? I want to know two categories. Number one. Mm. Is things you've shown her that did not work. Yes. And I want to know what things have you shown this non-nerd that did work? Well, so she does, she loves Evangelion and enough that she was like, I would like to watch the entire series again. And we did start watching the entire series again before like a work thing came up for her and we didn't have the bandwidth to sit through 26 episodes of a show she'd already watched. Um... So yeah, that 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 really worked for her. She she also loves the old school Gundam theme song enough that she puts it in like her top five songs. Like she, <laughs> yeah, she right. loves it. Um, Can you sing a little bit of the song for us? Absolutely Heather? not. Can't do that. Mm. Um, I'll sing San Diego Superchargers for oh, you oh. if you sing. No, you could do that. I mean, you could sing that uh, San Diego Superchargers, but I won't follow up with the Gundam song because um, okay. I am a bad sport. I'm a poor sport. No, I like this. I like this. I like this. You don't have to listen. You don't have to fucking just sing. Yeah, that's my yeah. wall. You're on somebody's podcast and they're saying sing. You're not a monkey and you don't have to, you don't have to dance. Uh, you were telling us before we started that yes. you... Uh, you recently sat down and watched Blade Runner for the first yes. time. Now, I guess like, you know, Gundam, a little less surprising that someone hasn't seen. But Blade Runner, that's just like a movie. Guys, you know? I got to show her Alien and Aliens. Wow. Getting to show somebody Alien is is a sure. gift. It is, it is yeah, perfect. It is a perfect fucking film. And she didn't know anything going into it. Nothing at all. So wow. like... Each step, she's like, it has acid for blood. And I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, you wait. You didn't know that? You didn't know that. Yeah, I bet if you don't know that and you learn that the blood is acid, you're like, fuck. I mean, I think when I was a kid, I knew the blood was acid going into the movie. I had already like learned a bunch of xenomorph facts. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know what the face hugger is. Sure. You read about it in zoo books, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we got one each month. <laughs> An elephant, giraffe, and then xenomorph. Because I think... Heather, I'm yeah. glad you brought this up yeah. because these are two very different categories of film to me. Alien and Aliens yes. and Blade Runner. Yes. And I think we can add Star Wars as, mm -hmm. a, as a fourth pole yes. of this. Yes. Or a third pole, depending on whether you're whether Alien and Aliens are one pole. But I don't want to get too much into the geography and geometry of these poles. Uh, I would say Alien and Aliens despite being now 40-ish years old, are genuinely thrilling films. Yeah, they're spectacular. Like, you don't have to make any allowances to love those films. Right. Star Wars is, I think, if you didn't watch it as a kid and you watched it as an adult, I don't think you would dislike it, but it's a little creaky. You know what I mean? It's not the quickest movie. Maybe some of the dumb things about it show up a little more because mm -hmm. uh, you're an adult and not a child. Um, you notice that at the time, at least, Mark Hamill was not a strong actor and he's the star of the film. Those kinds of things. Um, if you were a 40-year-old watching Star Wars for the first time mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a second poll. The third one is Blade... And I want to be clear. I love all of these things. All of these things are things that I love. Blade Runner is one of the most beautiful films in existence. Just a stunning visual experience. Yeah. Um, it is not quite nonsense, but borders on nonsense. And it is extraordinarily slow. So it is more of a 2001 type movie uh, in that it is it is like a thing to gaze at and be lost in and love the kind of beauty of the pronouncements that people are making. Uh, and those are all like very different things to respond to if you have no experience for them. Yes. I, I mean, she when she finished watching Alien, she was like this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is flawless. And you watch it again now, and, and it is. It is perfect. Aliens, while incredible, the farther away you get from it, the more it becomes just an action movie. And it's a great action movie, but it is not a singular cinematic experience the way that Alien is. And when I was a kid... My love for those movies was inverted. I loved Aliens more and Alien less. And now that I am an adult, I've put away childish things. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I love Alien with all my heart. Um, You're into grown-up shit like Acid for Blood. Yeah, Acid for Blood. God, I mean, like... And one guy that's a secret she, robot. I mean... You, right? If you don't know that going into that movie, that fucking that would blow your like, mind. What? What? Like it, it's it. it you yeah. also get to see, you get to see when you watch a movie with somebody who doesn't have any cultural context for like nothing. You get to see how great the structure of the script is. 
in that every scene in Alien, she's getting a new, wait, what? Like, moment in every scene. Like, what? Why? why is there a signal coming from that planet? Why is that thing in the chair inside of that ship? Why is it full of eggs? What is a facehugger? Like, each scene is sure. doing, like, another thing until you're at the end. And it's like, how is she going to kill this thing when she's effectively inside of a closet with it. Like it's, it's incredible. God, it's such a good movie. I, you know, you know, two movies she hasn't seen that I'm looking forward to are Terminator and Terminator two. And she doesn't know anything about. So, so even in the nineties, every kid knew that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a good guy in the second one. Right. Right. I'm going to get to watch Terminator two with somebody who, who doesn't know he's going to be the good he's guy? He's going to be the good guy. Wow! And so yeah. when he's walking down the hall to like to go to Sarah Connor, Mary's going to be like, "Oh no, no!" <laughs> it's going to yeah. be incredible. But this is my this is my serious question. Yeah. Of all of these films that we've just discussed, uh-huh. I haven't seen the Terminator movies, but of Ooh. all of the rest of the films that we've just discussed, yeah, Blade Runner is probably my favorite. Oh, mine too. I really. I love I love Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, like I think I don't want anyone to get the idea that because I just described it as boring, I don't like it because it is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, but it is the one where I have the least. It, it is the one where it feels to me like somebody could most most just not buy it and just be like fuck this, uh, or be totally captivated by it like star wars i think is of its time but and someone might be like oh this is creaky you know this is a but i think they would enjoy the charm of it yeah. like its greatest quality is its charm yeah and i think alien they would be like this is a thrill fucking thrilling movie yeah. um but blade runner i right like somebody could just be like what the fuck is this fuck this or they could be like oh i love this I think, I do think there's a middle ground. I think that the middle ground is, wow, a lot of stuff took from this. Like, if you've seen other films, sure. you, you, you might, like, you might not like Citizen Kane, but if you look, watch other films from that you era. see what yeah. it took from Blade Runner. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and, and, and how hard it was to take from Blade Runner when mm-hmm. you have to... Like and and the things that's that why Orson Welles was a genius. Have you seen RKO four twenty seven or whatever <laughs> fuck that movie's called? RKO one one three eight. It would be interesting to kind of do this experiment with someone who was like not in our little subculture because I think that you know like when you like revisit these movies like there are kind of these accepted takes you know. And these, you feel like you've maybe heard the take before you see the movie, mm. you know, and you're like, Empire's the best Star Wars, Jaws was the first blockbuster, meh, 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 like just these things that people say and say and say and say and say. So if you're not yeah. plugged into that, there's a world where you sit down and watch all the Alien movies and you very well could come out going like, you know which one was my favorite? Resurrection. I yeah. loved I loved it when they played basketball, you know, yeah. like... Anyways. I don't know what a predator is, but I enjoyed when Alien fought it. Sure, right, yeah. And I loved when the whole thing was 
colon requiem. <laughs> you know, guys, I had a, I went to the, my GP the other day. I had a little colon, a little requiem. colon requiem, if you know what I mean. Hey, once you hit forty, you got to get those colon Ooh. requiem. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, what did your what did your partner Heather think about Blade Runner? Well, she knew that it was extremely important to me, uh, and I had actually told her years ago that if we were to ever get engaged that if she hadn't seen Blade Runner before we got engaged that my answer would be no so she had to get she had to get it off <laughs> she knew that it was that important this, to me. this was in the pre prenup yeah the pre prenup um well no because I think I like if there's something important to her I want to see it I want to see I want to get to it as fast as possible I want to watch it I want to but that's nerd. That's what being a nerd is. It's like, oh, give right. give it to me. I want to investigate the puzzle of your oh, of your existence. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you're not a nerd and you're like, oh yeah, a movie that you like, huh? She doesn't really like movies, which is crazy to me. Because like, <laughs> how can you? She likes the choreography parts of movies. She does. Yeah. She really does. Yeah. She can name like she'll be like, oh, this choreography sequence in. All the wheat grass blowing on the all field. The president's and you're like, men. okay, yeah, all the presidents. Sure. It's deep throat. <laughs> <laughs> she uh midway through she's like, This is a weird movie. Right. And I was like, Yes. And she was like, It's it's weird. It's really good, but it's and it's beautiful, but it's weirder than I expected. And I'm like, Yes, no, it's it's a weird it's a tone. It's like a tone piece. It's, you know, it's like a. It, it, there are some there are some movies that are short stories, and then there are some movies that are poems, and and this falls somewhere in between. It's like a poem yeah. with narrative sections. Um, yeah, I would I would think that the writer of Neon Demon would appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and she did. She, I mean, she she she's like not my favorite thing you've shown me, but not bad. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, we can. Get those rings. I think that'll that'll count. Uh, congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> That's really. I would hate it if you, and if it would have ended. It's like, and you know, we've called it off. We're packing up our stuff. We're... Heather, are you worried that you showed her the wrong cut? Has that been something that kept you mm. up at night? Man, right, right, look, right. okay, I I did show it to her last night, and there was a full sweating moment where because I, I have the Blu-ray collection, so it has like the work print so. through the final cut. And I was like, oh, God, I don't remember what they changed for the final cut. I don't know. I know. I don't know what they changed in the director's cut. I know I don't want to show her the TV cut or the theatrical release or the work print. But like, I eventually want to show her the dailies, Heather. <laughs> show her the dailies. <laughs> Take her to Video Village. <laughs> She's she spent so much time on set that sometimes watching a movie with her, she'll just be like, oh, they ADR'd that. Oh, that shot was reversed. Yeah. She'll just do that like on autopilot. But Blade Runner is such a like a collage that you can't really be like, oh, they put that scene from this other place because they probably did on purpose. Yeah. Like it's not like Yeah. But yeah, she um I showed her the final cut because I was like, I guess if it's good enough for Ridley Scott, it should be good enough for me to screen. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful yeah. choice. Does that one have the narration or doesn't have the no, narration? No, no, no. I don't remember which one's which. No, theatrical no has narration. Director's right. cut, no narration. He didn't do the director's cut, maybe, right? Is that something? 
That I don't Ridley know. Ridley Scott wasn't know. involved in the director's cut. I, I feel like that's something sitting in the back of my mind, but I might be making that's, it up. I mean, I'm going to Wikipedia that right after we're done talking because that's okay. incredible. I, I'm not going to have to Wikipedia because before this episode comes out, somehow people are going to be at messaging me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I just want to be there. I just want to find a partner who's, you know, never seen some of the seminal films and like sit them down and like put on just like one of the classics and to just watch their face light up. Yeah. When we're watching the first Blade movie and the vampire (laughs) rave starts raining blood. I mean, imagine not knowing that's going to happen in Blade 1. Wait, I literally had a conversation with her about Blade this morning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Heather, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. She has a, she has Heather a... <laughs> is definitionally shook right now. Yeah. She... <laughs> Go on Urban Dictionary, look up shook. That's Don't Heather let her know right that now. the vampire rave has a blood rain she... part and just watch, just watch the wonder envelop her. She... She has uh, a couple of friends who are not my friends who are working on a script about a uh, half human, half vampire. And I, I told Mary that this was a thing that exists in pop culture, like the half human, half vampire or the daywalker or whatever. I was like, you know, kind of like Blade. And she's like, what's Blade? And I was like, uh, Wesley Snipes? And she's Boy. like... She's like, yeah, for murder at 1600. <laughs> Literally today was talking. I was like, right? Because why would you, why would you know what Blade was? Like, why would you have no idea? I mean, it was moderately successful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty successful movie. It's a- there's three or four of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As Wesley Snipes' quote got lower and lower. <laughs> Man, yeah, no, she won't know that the. I I don't think I'm gonna show her Blade. I don't think that's gonna be. There's so many other movies to show her that I don't think I'm gonna get to Blade. Just as a heads up, Jordan, yeah. in case you want to take care of that one for me. Yeah, <laughs> Heather, I know you're joking, but I do. <laughs> I want that, Heather. What about when uh, when Blade Five comes out? Uh, Blade Five colon. I, Wesley Snipes, believed the Constitution meant I didn't have to pay my taxes. <laughs> it's weird they wrote him write this one. <laughs> you know, know, I think I think if you this is a this is a side sidebar here, but I think that Please. if if you legitimately thought that the Constitution meant that you shouldn't pay taxes, and you were hooked up to a lie detector, and they discovered that you somehow had arrived at that being true. From your available information, I kind of feel like you shouldn't have to go to prison. That's yeah. fair. I mean, we discuss on this program a lot the period of time where most deaf lived in South Africa, believing himself to have an international passport, which is not a thing, until he got deported from South Africa for not having a visa to live in South Africa. Um, and I also... There's a purity of vision in that that I admire because with both with Wesley Snipes and with most deaf, I don't think they, if they ever had doubts about whether that was really how it worked, they, through their artistic focus that made them great artists, erased those doubts until it was true to them. 
Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Like, I don't think Wesley Snipes was faking it. I don't think most Def was faking it. Maybe at the beginning they were faking it a little, but by the end, I don't think so. I think it's just their conviction. You know, they, they had that conviction. That's why they could be great in New Jack City or whatever. And, uh, or in most F's case, be great in the Cosby Mysteries. Um, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. Um, and uh, that, that's what carried them through. I mean, I think that's a great lesson. I think I'm just going to start believing that I'm the day walker and start walking <laughs> yeah. around during the day. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan. Yes. The show doesn't make itself. It sure doesn't. Requires huge, huge armies of local artisans. It certainly doesn't support itself. Yes. That's why it needs support, and we're grateful for the support of Maximum Funds members. We're also grateful this week for the support of the good folks at Magic Spoon, makers of my favorite, no cereal in it, cereal, peanut butter. Yeah. If you're trying to get more protein into your diet, and who among us is not, but you still want to eat cereal every morning, Magic Spoon has you covered. It has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, 140 calories, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. But Jordan, let's talk about what it does have, which is great taste. Yes. This is tasty stuff. I don't know what they make it out of. Who who knows? There's literally no way to find out. I'm yeah. sure the ingredients I, but, are listed somewhere, and I'm sure they're great. Yeah, probably at the bottom of the ocean or something. But the point is, it's incredibly tasty, given that uh, given that you're really only looking at zero grams of sugar. You're really looking at 13 or 14 grams of protein. Those are impressive numbers. We love the numbers, and we love Magic Spoon. He, he, and here's another fun thing they're going to let you do. You can build a custom box featuring your favorite flavors. They got cocoa, they got fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. And Jesse, in the, in, in the case of cookies and cream and maple waffle, these were limited edition flavors that got brought into the fold permanently because they were so popular. Uh, so yeah, you can grab those, you can grab a frosted, you can grab a peanut butter, a fruity, uh, wh- whatever you like, Magic Spoon has it, and uh, every Magic Spoon flavor I have had has been really, really tasty. Hey, this is great stuff. Go to magicspoon.com slash JJ. Go to grab that custom bundle of cereal. Try it today. And be sure to use our promo code JJGO at checkout to save five bucks off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. MagicSpoon.com slash JJGo and use promo code JJGo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. We're also supported this week by the folks at Smalls. Now, Jordan. Yes. You have an elderly cat puttering around in the back of the frame right this very moment. <laughs> is she? Where is she? No, I haven't seen her. She's usually okay. puttering around back. <sighs> Don't trick me. Yes, she loves to putter. She's an older gal, and uh, I want to make sure. she's a brassy sure dame. She's a brassy dame, still full of pep, meows, 
<laughs> waking me up sometimes at five in the morning. Yeah, she does it all. Um, and 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 listen, when you got when you got a cat that you love, you want to make sure they're getting good stuff in the food bowl down the old kitty gullet. Yes, and that's where Smalls comes in. You give your feline friend protein-packed meals they'll crave with Smalls. Here's their deal. Fresh, human-grade food for cats delivered right to your door. All cats are obligate carnivores. They need fresh, protein-packed meals. Now, a lot of people think that cats aren't obligate carnivores. They are. It says right here that they are. They are. If, that's, if somebody's telling you they're not obligate carnivores, this person has some bad information. They are obligate carnivores. And you know what that that store food is made of? Meat byproducts. Yeah, low quality, low quality ingredients, grains, starches, starches. artificial Ugh. flavors. They used cat nutritionists who really exist to develop complete balanced recipes for all life stages. So... We're looking about we're looking at protein, vitamins, minerals, moisture locked in through gentle cooking. Uh, this is gorgeous stuff. You know what one of the things you're going to experience or your cat's going to experience is improved digestion. You know that we're against the rumblies. Oh yeah, we hate the rumblies. Uh, we love and hate kits and we hate the rumbles. And also, if you're feeding your cat better stuff, you're going to get a less smelly litter box. You're mm-hmm. going to get a softer, shinier coat. Your cat will, not you. Pretty and, soon, you're going to keep that litter box right next to you in bed. Yeah. Uh, you won't even know. You won't even know it's there. You're going to be getting it a weighted blanket so it feels secure at night. And uh, and if you get them smalls, they're going to have better breath for when you give them kisses. Take a short quiz. On smalls.com slash JJGo to customize your sampler and use code JJGo for a total of 30% off your first order. That's smalls.com slash JJGo and use the code JJGo. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, tape measure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this? What is this? You just saw a tape measure on your desk, Heather. Is that what's going on? No, here? I'm no. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. What a thing! What a thing to say to somebody. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Make that assumption. Heather, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I I know you like to build Gundams. Yeah. Do you ever build like a a space shuttle or or a hot rod or a, any of any of your classic a sixty five Mustang? Mm. You ever build any of your classic model kits that are in a dusty pile at the at the hobby store? I don't. I so I've got about halfway through a Millennium Falcon, which was my only kit that doesn't have moving parts and mm-hmm. i was frustrated and bored hmm. the one of the most enjoyable things about building a gundam is watching the articulation come to life like when you finally finish putting together a hand 
and each little finger moves or like you finish assembling the knee joint, which is so many pieces. And then you watch how the robot ligaments bend inside the knee before you put the armor around those ligaments it's like Heather, I'm so, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just have to ask a point of clarification. So yeah. I built a few vehicle models when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. These were like vehicles, you know, famous vehicles, but smaller, made out of plastic. I did both snap tights and glue required. Yeah, talking about ba- your basic Ravels. Yeah, when you build one of these Gundams, it's alive. Yeah, I kiss it and we go mm-hmm. on a date. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I I don't I yeah I'm no I I wouldn't create something that wasn't a living companion. Yeah, that's right. a waste of time. Yeah. Something that's either a companion or you can slaughter for meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delicious Gundam meat. Yeah. Stuff <laughs> a juicy Gundam flank. <laughs> what are, what would you say is your top thing to create to slaughter for meat, Jordan? Man pig? Oof, man pig is good. Bugbear. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say peach dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta, Delicious. Gotta make way for the green knight. Am I right? Oh, I haven't seen it. Ah, well. I recommend both Pete's Dragon and The Green Knight, both of which are by a director whose name I don't remember right now, but they both totally ruled. That'd be a good, like, oh, I've seen two movies thing, right? Because Green Knight's, like, spooky and alienating. And then Pete's Dragon Dragon has Robert Redford in it. Anyway. Old old Robert Redford. Great great family film. That was a fun bit we were doing earlier. Yeah. Uh, When something momentous happens to you, like you come up with a great idea for the bit we were doing earlier, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or email us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Sonny D., what do we got this week? Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guess. I'm going to guess Nick Repeat Adams, because this is Adam from Massachusetts calling with a momentous occasion from earlier this summer. Can you pause it for a second, Brian? Uh, hey there, Jordan, uh, Jesse, and Admiral Thrawn, I'm going to guess, because my surname is Thorn. Mm. Mm. Do you want to start being called Admiral Thorn? Grand Admiral Thorn? No, probably just Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Thrawn. <laughs> God, I'd love to have that long blue face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> face ain't the only thing that's long and blue. <laughs> He's having a problem with his penis. No, I mean his, I mean his turds, Jesse. <laughs> Come on, dude. He doesn't have a, a terrible penis problem? No, his penis is fine. It's a normal penis. Okay. He didn't go to his doctor and say, well, my outfit is blue, but something's <laughs> wrong downtown. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> All the Thrawn equipment works just fine. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Brian, go go ahead and uh, press play. I'm sorry that I ever interrupted it or or helped start this podcast. (laughs) I was coaching my son's little league team, and he said he wanted to try being a catcher. So I told him that we'd have to go get him a cup and everything, and 
first practice he's wearing it. He's in the gear, getting behind home plate, and I'm helping all the other kids get lined up properly on the field. And I turn back around, and there's my guy sitting right on his butt behind home plate, just full-on punching himself right in the crotch, going, yep, got on my strong underpants today. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's all. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Oh, I love it. Hooray, strong underpants. <laughs> Jordan, you played Little League. Heather, did you did you ever play Little League when you were a kid? No, I did not. Mostly uh, focusing on the Gundams at the time. I was I played basketball and track and field and uh, what else? I guess that was that's a year, right? That's a school year for a kid. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. Yeah, one's one season, one's another season. Yeah. Um, in Little League. I know I wore a cup. Did you wear a cup in Little League? Sure. Had a hard and a soft, just depending you, on how what, I was feeling. Would you have the soft for dance sequences? Yeah. <laughs> just what I wanted to feel it a little bit, you know? Got it. You want yeah. to feel a little of that sting from the fastball. Sure. sure. <laughs> You're taking in the jewels. Sure. Yeah. I mean, in first grade, I caught one in the jewels when I was not wearing a cup. I'll mm-hmm. never forget it. So I definitely wore a cup throughout my little league career was this something that happened in your little league jordan or in in your track and field heather do they take the knob of a baseball line everybody up before the game take the knob of the baseball bat and dink everyone in the crotch to make sure they were wearing a cup they did it was a different time jesse (laughs) was your coach cup check coach coach goes cup check yeah. Gives everybody okay. a dink. Yeah, gives everybody a dink. Was anything going down like that in ladies' track and field, Heather? Uh, they would throw a javelin at your pussy and see if they... <laughs> <laughs> sure. Just to I mean... see how it was doing. Sure. <laughs> Can it take the jab, they would say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've... <laughs> <laughs> once uh, once a year on my birthday, the wife gives me the old shot put up the ass. <laughs> sure. As long as we're <laughs> saying stuff. Uh, what a weird thing to discus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, no. Here's I, another. No. <laughs> that didn't happen. I just want to. No. <laughs> it didn't happen. No. Nothing like it happened. Nothing. No. Okay. Yeah. It's not a real thing that happened in the past. It's a real genre of pornography that now will certainly happen in the future. Mm-hmm. That you've the secreted into existence. Okay. Uh, we also, Heather, we've got a lot of recurring segments on this program. Not just momentous occasions, a thing we thought of almost 20 years ago. But also many other things that we've thought of that the audience loves. Uh, that they call in for because they love them and because they're such great ideas that we thought of. Um, not just things people are calling that they thought of, things that we thought of, but we just do have them say what segment they're calling in for up top because there's so many ideas that we've had that we 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 want to make sure that we're, we're attributing it to the right one. Brian, why don't you play one of those? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and special guest sports superstar LeBron James, fresh off of Space Jam. Close. I'm calling for your segment, uh, things that happened to me four or five years ago that have just come up on the podcast recently. And I was just calling to let you know that uh, I was the 
2015 Star Trek the VCR board game world champion. Uh, I think in 2015. <laughs> I can't really remember. All right. Love the show. <laughs> you got to beat those Bye. fucking ties. Oh, those ties. The ties are so good huh? at this. Star Trek VCR the board game. Yeah. You guys uh, ever play a VCR board game? Wait, what the fuck just happened? So, so it, he he it's invented very simple, seg- Heather. He invented a segment and then told you the the thing from the segment. Is that? Yeah. Am I? Well, we invented the segment because we have you, a lot of good ideas. We 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 did it. It's a running. The show doesn't really have a lot going for it. So one time, someone called up our show thinking it was another podcast. They had confused our podcast with another one, and they were like, "I want it. This is for your segment, like." Kids say the darndest things. Got it. Okay. And now we have fully incorporated that. And now people are just kind of calling in, giving the segment, and then giving the content. Makes our job a lot easier. Um, Right. And so, yeah. It was pretty hard before. A couple couple weeks ago, we were talking about the Star Trek board game with the Sklar Brothers, I believe. Yeah, I think we did. There's a Klingon who says, uh, what is that Klingons? I watched that video, by the way. I assumed it was a guy in a voiceover booth from how the Sklar Brothers described it. Uh, fully Klingon. Yeah, it's a man in a full Klingon suit just saying, what was that phrase that he says? Yeah, it's like time for beach. Experience, Experience Beach. Experience Thank, Thank you, Val. Thank you, Val. Just saying uh, it over and over in so many different... It really is spectacular. Uh, no, so I have never played a VCR board game, uh, but yeah, they were like a thing for the for a while, right? They're, they had a they had a minute. I'd love to play the Wayne's World one right now. It's got exclusive Wayne's World content. Wow. Okay. Is it is, is it canonical? Yeah, they got Wayne and Garth to be in the board game, the real Wayne and Garth, not just Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. But the real guy is from Aurora Public Access. Yeah, I don't know who the guys that you're talking about are, but they have the real Wayne and Garth in the VCR board game. It's the only place you can see them besides the movies. You know, I love the Antichrist VCR board game. (laughs) (laughs) If you hit the right spot, the fox says chaos reigns. I remember a lot else from that movie. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but it sounds like there is still a like world of like competitive vcr board gaming going on out there to where this guy had won it at a certain point i feel like this is something that went down at the detroit star trek convention and this is a sick power grab this is like they just announced that it was the world champion they didn't even bother to play the dutch right yeah did the dominican republic get to send a vcr board game player no not even one they sure they went to seattle star trek con Starcon, mm-hmm. Trekcon, Trekcon of Seattle, Emerald City, Starcon, they went to. Can I ask a question? You may. Which is, how yes. does a VCR board game work? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't really know either. You put in a, you put, I, I assume you put in a tape, yeah. and then do you fast forward and revert? Is it like a choose your own adventure? Yeah, that's a really tough question, because I don't know either. I know how... A Philips CD interactive game works. It calls up cool video clips, but I don't know how you do that on a VCR. Yeah, I think with with like DVD technology, like it could be about skipping chapters. You know, you could just skip to the right chapters. Yeah. But I'm guessing, yeah, for probably a VCR board game, there's probably a lot of annoying like rewinding and fast forwarding. But then you get to meet the real Wayne and Garth. Yeah. How would you know when it doesn't? 
Like you'd be able to see. Right, you would get to see the shit that's not happening so as weird. you're fast forwarding past mm. it. So weird. Do you think maybe they give they just give you is it possible that they just give you a video that they had left over at the video store? Oh right, like you're just getting a uh, a board game like some dice some pieces and then Fat Beach cartoon all-stars <laughs> tell you just not do drugs heather what vhs tape would you like to say the name of um wait just any name any name yeah just anyone i said fat beach jordan said cartoon all-stars tell you not to do drugs this is really your no, chance that's... to shine heather you're you're probably you're you're well known for having done improv in the netherlands yeah i'm not well known so what first off no, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not. in the Netherlands, you're like a god in the Netherlands. No, 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 and and no, no. Oh man, <gasps> these people. If I've got a name, what they love is not paying for their health care. And Heather Ann Campbell. I, again, they love one of those very much. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Cycling. the Friends Guide to uh, Windows 95 would be my VHS tape. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Heather. Yeah. Heather brings the it. heat every time. 206-984-4FUN. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Congratulations. You've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. <laughs> wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. <laughs> <laughs> can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely so. you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch, catch the wave! Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. (laughs) In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Heather Ann Campbell, tape measure. Now you looked when you said that. The audience who's listening can't see your face right now. I guess just when you said that, you're you're sitting at your desk. Uh huh. Right now in your home office. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when you said that, you kind of looked down into uh-huh. the side, down at the surface of your desk as you were saying tape measure. But that's. So I will reach. Do you agree? This is where I'm. I think I was yeah. looking. 
Yeah, towards the surface of your desk, right? And I, I was looking at a mini disc player uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that was on my desk. So From your fish taping days. <laughs> so that's what I was <laughs> looking at. That's a nice mini disc player. It's about the size of a tape slick measure. One. It, is, uh, it is the final mini disc player that Sony made. The, uh, what was this? The MZRH1. Just a gorgeous little machine. Look at it. So beautiful it's a piece little, of hardware. It's, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful little. Uh, yeah. Just remember not to cross me. This. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's a hammer. Yeah, that's right. More than one of us have hardware on our desk. Heather Ann Campbell, and I got this beast of a hammer on my desk for some reason. Can't remember why. Oh, it's because I also have this picture hanging kit on my desk. <laughs> Because I was going to put up some art. I've also got a... Is that a mini-disc stereo behind you? Yeah, it's a mini-disc stereo behind me. Where I was listening to mini-discs earlier today. What's your your most prized mini-disc album that you own? Well, I have the entire entire discography of Oasis, because they're my Mm -hmm. favorite band. Uh, I have Rage Against the Machine, but... The truth is there's new music being released on exclusively on mini-disc. There's no a, way. There's a really charming subculture of people who really felt like the mini disc was the pinnacle of like <laughs> futurism and were kind of depressed when the iPod and streaming and everything took over. So they are still releasing albums uh, on, on mini disc. And I, I love it. I don't know. I had a mini disc player where you could put MP3s onto the mini disc. What do you think yeah. of that? You can do that. With I think with this one also oh, the one that's well. right there on my desk. Yeah, sounds like yours is really great too. They should start making movies that just come exclusively to PSP UMD. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. It's the only way you can watch this movie. I would love it. Uh, Heather Ann Campbell, of course, uh, one of the hosts of the wonderful podcast. How did this get played? Uh, it's a podcast where she and uh, the great Nick Weiger. And a guest like probably Jordan. And Matt Apodaca, another yeah. uh, oh, and Matt one of Apodaca. hilarious uh, co I didn't know he show. was also a co-host of the program. Is, uh, we, have just, uh, we have just initi- in, initiated him. He's mm-hmm. a host now. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, they play ill-conceived and ill-executed video games of various types. Not just the game where you're the 7-Up spot, but probably that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You ever pl- you ever played that seven up spot one for the show? Yes. The Noid is- one. You ever played the Noid one? Yes. Yeah. Played both so of those. You, you ever played Seaman on the show? Yep. Yeah, that one's good though. Yeah, that one's not a bad great. one. That one's hella good. Seaman rules. The trick with Seaman is getting uh, people to to have the hardware because it's the Dreamcast game with the microphone. Right. So it's it, you yeah. know, that's a tricky one. But we we yeah, managed. you got to be roommates with Nathaniel. That's how I played it. Nathaniel had the Dreamcast. Uh, I am a I am a big listener of How Did This Get Played. It is a it is a listen to it the day it comes out podcast for Whoa. me. Whoa. Uh, you three are so funny. It's such a great topic. Uh, you it's not just uh, goofing on bad games. You also do kind of like uh, you know like weird or fantastic indie games. There's some just general game chat episodes. Uh, it, it, it's awesome. I think if 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 you like hilarious people and you like games, you would love the show. Maybe if even if you don't like games, you would like it. I think if you just like hilarious podcasting, how did this get played? Uh, one of my favorites. Wow, Great. thank thank you so much. That's that's very sweet. 
Very Some sweet. great talents there. All true. All true. Jordan was the pilot episode. Yeah, I was on uh, the show. I've played it. We've played a couple of bad Sonic games. <laughs> oh boy, there's some bad Sonic games. Woo! Uh, you played Sonic Leisure Suit Larry, where he gets <laughs> yeah. Sonic pregnant. Right. Exactly. He gets pregnant from <laughs> Susie Jacuzzi. <laughs> Blast a baby up in there. <laughs> Um, yeah, we played a couple of bad Sonic games. We played Battletoads. Always a fun time to go on How Did This Get Played. Always a fun time to listen to How Did This Get Played. Is Battletoads bad? It's a mixed bag. Battletoads has a lot going on. It has, um, I mean, and Heather, jump in. I think kind of where we landed is that, like, it is a, like, frustrating game in a lot of ways and, like, hard to play, and some of it isn't executed great, but there's, like, so many cool ideas, and it was, like, they're, like, really having fun with this shit, and it's kind of withstood the test of time in a weird way, so, like, yeah, it's, like, an, it's, it's, it, it's, a like, a charming, like, it's not an explosion, it's just kind of a charming face plant, I think. Mm. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that sums it up. No, that, that's great. Would you say one of the, one of the ideas is that what if toads battled? Right, yeah, what if, frogs uh punched rats and uh, once they punched them four times their fists got really big <laughs> what if there was you a hard bike level <laughs> frog fist growth common i mean you've read about that in zoo books <laughs> i skipped that one i only read the xenomorph one heather ann campbell also a writer on a show that has really i'm gonna be frank has really been struggling but i think getting a plug on our <laughs> program is gonna be the difference for it um, it's called Rick and Morty. Um, you can check it out on streaming, I think. I think that's on Crackle or something. Stream it up. Um, so I, I recommend giving that a shot. Um, just because I like to look out for the little guy, you know? Um, and of course, uh, if things ever go, uh, backwards career-wise for Heather uh, she's always got the Netherlands to fall back on so if you are Dutch look forward to um, seeing her at some point there either because things haven't gone the way she wanted in her career or simply because she's taken a break and uh, wants a paid vacation in a cool spot Um, Heather Ann Campbell probably the most famous person in the history of the Netherlands I, no, that's not. Well, there's the guy that built the seawall, and then there's you. No, no, no. Yeah. And no. Frank Bicycle. So you're top three. It's the guy who built the seawall, Frank Bicycle, um, and Heather Ann Campbell. I thought you said Anne Frank Bicycle, and I was like, what the fuck is that joke? I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what dark nonsense you've heard. It's like, no, Anne Frank's definitely more famous from being in the. I mean, but Anne Frank Bicycle is like a transformer yeah. or something. It's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. Just like combine, just combine a tragedy and a word. Um, I don't know. Uh, Donner Party Tugboat. Yeah. Donner Party Our- Tugboat. Our producer, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez, Val Moffat uh, on the stream there, uh, facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. You can find us on Twitter with the hashtag JJ Go. Chat about the program uh, at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. And uh, look, I think that's all we got to do, you know. 
It ain't much, but I guess it's enough. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.